Hi everyone, it's John. And Finn. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985's Christmas classic, the masterpiece that is Santa Claus the movie. One minute at a time. And we are on minute number 14. Yes, we are. In this minute, the panoramic shot across the elves workshop continues. Mm -hmm. It actually go starts to go up. We see more elves popping out of the woodwork. And then the elves start giving the clauses the tour of the facilities. Correct. So, like I said, it starts off where we left off last week with my new two favorite characters, the twins. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to see if they keep popping up in the background. Maybe there's like a... A story that goes uh, concurrently. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I think so. With the plot. And we see the uh, twins keep popping up. Maybe. You keep (laughs) an eye out for it. (laughs) So the camera starts to pan up and elves just pop out of every conceivable crack and crevice of this place. They even pop out of little windows. It looks like a cuckoo clock. Mm -hmm. And so much wood and it just keeps going on forever. Yeah, it is a huge, 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 huge set. Last week, Ben was saying they should have kept it for other movies, but I don't think this set, the way it was designed and constructed, Mm -hmm. would have been feasible for anything else other than Santa's workshop. (laughs) They could have used it for every Santa movie. That is quite the elaborate cuckoo clock. It's a shame that this all got destroyed. Yeah, that cuckoo clock actually doesn't just tell the time. Now, I believe that cuckoo clock does show up later. Mm-hmm. I think you actually see little figurines that come out and ring the bell. Yep. It says, on the wall facing them, high above their heads, was a spectacular rainbow-colored cuckoo clock marked oddly, not with numbers, but with winter, spring, summer, and autumn. So, actually, I think, I don't know if that's the same one or if it's a different No, it has to be the same one. I think what it is is that the red ring on the outside says autumn spring summer and fall it does look like there's an s there yeah and then the inner numbers are like the time so i think it does both in the movie unlike in the book as this continues to play out i also notice things that remind me of geppetto's workshop from the beginning of Mm -hmm. disney's pinocchio Mm -hmm. all those hand carved like cuckoo clocks and wooden toys yeah there's definitely some inspiration and all these elves, you know, they just look like normal guys just they dressed do. up as elves. <laughs> they didn't use uh, little people or no. anything like that. But nope. Like we established earlier, the only criteria was you can't be taller than Dudley Moore. Yeah, which really isn't, I mean, it's still a decent height. I mean, he's like, what, 5'3 or something? So, I mean, I know that's kind of short for men, but it's not really that short. Just Anya and Claus are just like, this is awesome yeah this rocks <laughs> like like nothing could be better than this <laughs> this is the greatest day of our lives to be abducted by this cult <laughs> of strange men <laughs> now um i don't know when we we're going to bring this up the lack of diversity of the yes. uh, elves yeah i think we i think we could just bring it up now we've seen majority of the elves or if not all of them, we're not really 100% sure. But yeah, um, all of the elves are just white men. There is zero diversity. Like middle-aged and up white men. Yeah. Well, there's some younger men. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe but, like in their 20s. Yeah. 
it is all white men. There are no people of color. No, 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 no female owls, which Absolutely. is mind blowing. Absolutely nothing. It is all white men. Where do these Where do these elves come from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably best not to think about it. Yeah, we're just gonna pretend we magic. <laughs> Christmas magic. Mm-hmm. And we have a new elf to add to the named elf counter. We have Puffy. Puffy joins us. Yes, Puffy is a pivotal person in this movie. <laughs> he comes out to greet the clauses and... Immediately stopped by Patch. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. I'm the one called Puffy. We've been expecting you. No, not now, Puffy. Man wants to see the sights. I think this is a remnant of jerky Patch. <laughs> yeah. Patch is like, sorry, Puffy. They're not interested yeah. in what you have to say. Yeah. They want to see everything. Yeah, shut up, Puffy. We don't have time for <laughs> we don't this. Have time for you, Puffy. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> Before we let Patch push Puffy to the side. Yes, let's talk about Puffy. He deserves he deserves a note yes. or two. Yes, let's give Puffy his time to mm-hmm. shine. Yes. So Puffy is played by actor Anthony O'Donnell, another one of those British character actors with a resume a mile long. Mm -hmm. And he is still active. He has credits from 2016, 2018. He even has one from 2020, a movie called Dream Horse. Never heard of it. It seems to be a biography about a racehorse. That's why. He's not playing the horse. (laughs) He's playing a character named Maldwin. Okay. So if you happen to see on Netflix Dream Horse... Mm -hmm. You know, look for Puffy. He was in he was in the James Bond movie Skyfall from 2012. He played husband at Tube Station. Tube Station is that like the subway? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And his default picture on IMDb, I thought it was a Doctor Who thing. You thought it was a Doctor Who. Well, thing. It, it is. It's close. It's it is close. a Doctor Who thing. In four episodes of a series called The Sarah Jane Adventures from 2008. He played a character called Kag, K-A-A-G-H. And he looks like, you can actually see the puffiness, the the puffy elf through all all the layers of makeup. I'm glad you do. I don't see puffy at all. Oh, you were being sarcastic. (laughs) I was doing, (laughs) like, I'm not going to look like a dummy. I I see it. I squinted and, uh, yeah, yeah, I can tell that's puffy (laughs) under 20 pounds of makeup and latex. It could be anyone under (laughs) But we both thought it was Doctor Who, and I was, like, doing yeah, a Control-F well, Doctor Who. It's like, it's not coming up. But yeah. apparently the Sarah Jane Adventures is a spinoff of Doctor Who that you've never heard of, and yeah. it's run for five seasons. I thought it was just an episode. So now you have <laughs> like to see... a couple it. episodes yeah, of the show. Now y'all have to see if it's streaming anywhere. Yeah, well, you know, he's the same um, species that we talked about with... Um, Your Potato Man? Yeah, Potato Man. Yeah, I thought this was the one I was thinking of. Like, oh, that's the guy with the default image of the potato head. Yeah, the potato head. It's the same species. So, well, now when you're watching the Sarah Jane Adventures... Yeah, I'll have to go back. I'll know it's Puffy. Like, Puffy. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to know Puffy is still alive and well and Mm -hmm. working. Maybe he'll join our podcast. Anybody got any leads on how we can find... Yeah, let's track down Puffy. (laughs) His height, according to IMDb, is uh, five foot four, oh, so he, he fit the criteria. Barely, 
barely. He almost, I mean, he, he does look like he's slightly he a, taller than Dudley Martin. Yeah, he was a Shakespearean actor. He has credits going all the way back to 1976. And the poor guy gets five words in this movie, but he <laughs> has a big part in it, you know? He, he's one we'll of talk the few, about it later. He's but... one of the few elves that does make an impact. He makes a huge impact, really. An impact to the point where I've always had in my head that Puffy hates Patches guts. He puts on a John smile. Small, he's like... he's like the coworker that you can't stand. Like John Puffy's like, oh, created... that's, that son of a. Mm. John has created this like <laughs> side story in Santa Claus the movie where Puffy and Patch are like rival enemies. Well, and not really. No, Puffy puts Puffy on a smile. Puffy uh... cannot stand Patch. Yes. And every time they interact, Puffy is just, like, swearing underneath yes. his breath mm-hmm. the whole time. But, of course, Patch is oblivious to it. Because he's Patch. Yes. Yeah. Well, he doesn't like Puffy either because you can see it later on, which we'll get to then. But you could tell. The patch doesn't like Puffy either, so I think there's probably more to your rivalry little, little than you think. There. A little, 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 little trouble in elf paradise. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, even here, it looks like he wants to strangle. Uh, yeah, strangle like, Patch. Like, like Puffy's gets completely just shut down by Patch, and Puffy's just looks so sad. Like it almost look, it look, moment, it, it, look, it almost looks like Anya doesn't approve. No, it doesn't. Of the no. way Patch just uh, yeah. brushed off poor yeah. Puffy. I know. She's like, um, excuse, she kind of has like her mom face on there, but nobody notices because they don't know what it's like to have a mother. She's got to teach them the mom face because she's totally doing it right now. Claus is still looking around in awe. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad they, uh, I'm kind of glad they toned down jerk patch. Mm-hmm. Like just interrupt, rudely interrupting everyone. Right. Is it this minute where he uh, trashes the chef's cooking in a deleted scene? Um, so there are two places in which that could go. Um, it could go in this minute of minute 14 if you're following the comic book. If you're following the book, it's in minute 15. So it could be in either one. We'll go with this one because it's in the comic book. Because there's more in the book for this minute that is not covered in the movie. So yeah, we'll hit upon that now because last minute we did see that giant right. black cauldron. It was huge. It was like a balcony or I don't know what you'd call that above it yeah. with some chefs running around. Yeah, it's basically basically when you picture your swimming pool and you have a deck going around the side of the swimming pool, that's how the cauldron is set up. You have a deck going around the lip of the cauldron and the chefs offer the clauses some food because you know they're cold they were just out in the storm right and i don't know how the wording is i guess you'll have to go I into it have to tell you yes so in the minute the elves are so excited that claus and anya think it's great everybody's smiling even puffy even puffy and then all of a sudden it just kind of cuts away to the beds where the elves are sleeping. But in the comic book, they have a stop before they get to the beds. And the chef scene, by the way, is on the Blu-ray amongst the deleted scenes. Yeah. We lose a elf with a speaking part and a name. We do. <laughs> the poor actor who played this elf. Yeah. We'll get into him when we actually see him. 
but I'll let you continue. Okay. So uh, before we go to the beds in the comic book, they we have a chef. We don't have a name. I don't have a name for him. But he does have an official name. It's he in the does. coloring book. Yes. His name was... Groot. I'm Groot. So uh, Groot says, here, Mrs., you must be cold and hungry. And Anya says, how very kind of you. And then Patch is like looking over her shoulder and going, I hope it's not too bland. When you cook for 347 elves, you can't get too creative. So... Patch is one who chimes in yes, and comments Patch. about it being bland. Yes. So it's kind of handled slightly differently in the deleted scene where um, Patch is like, Patch says that it's bland. And then the, then Groot is like, well, you try cooking for 347. People want it spicy. They don't want it spicy. They want it this. They don't want it this. So it's, you know. He was very insulted. This would have been right. a pretty memorable scene. It, yeah. I think it would have been good, but uh, it was cut. A- yeah, it obviously got pretty far along, because like we said, it's in the coloring book, yep. it's in the comic book, yep. it's in the novel. It is in the novel as well. Poor Groot, we hardly knew you. Yeah, then Dooley says, that's Groot, our head cook, waving at him, because they're looking up at him from the floor, where they just were. They're looking up at Groot, and Dooley's like, that's Groot. <laughs> I'm just picture all you picture in your head now when you say that name you're just picturing the guardians of the galaxy tree guy yes. with a chef's hat on we'll see right here anya anya ate a spoonful rather self-consciously and then swallowed oh she murmured blinking it's very um and she glanced at mm-hmm. this is how it goes in the, in yeah. the deleted scene and dooley's like warm <laughs> and uh, anya's like oh yes it's warm <laughs> then patch bland and then Groot's like, bland, eh? And his face reddening with anger as his oversensitive ears picked up the insult. I don't think it was an, a, a slight insult at all. I think that was a blatant, you stoop stinks. <laughs> you know? It even sounds like uh, Anya's trying to be polite. It's like, oh, this stuff tastes like garbage. <laughs> just hot water. And uh, then Groot goes... You try cooking for 347 elves and see how much you can do. And his, uh, he started to, like, get, like, a little higher in voice and, like, you know. And some want salt, some want spice, some want barley, some want rice. (laughs) He just get it going on. And Anya's like, I I was going to say very good. (laughs) Do you think Anya was really going to say that? No. uh... No, I think she was just trying to be nice. Like to calm him down? Yeah, because later on in the movie, there's montages, and she, like, kind of helps him. Oh, yeah, and the montage that's coming up as yeah. as they're getting acquainted with the elves. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, that does come around again. Mm-hmm. And it also comes up much later in the movie. It also comes up again much, much later in the movie where, I'm going to jump ahead, but BZ at one point asks Patch, what, what would you want for payment? And he like always oh, his needs are simple, a bowl of stew with extra dill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know. So now you know it, now this you know. that actually came all the way back to this minute yeah. that got cut. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. This poor guy who played Groot. He's like, I was the original Groot. <laughs> I was the original Groot. I was Groot. 
Finn Diesel, you're not Groot. I was Groot. So anyway, where this, <laughs> the Groot scene <laughs> may have taken place, um, right after that, we now cut to a row of elf beds. Yes. And just like in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, they all have their names carved on a little piece of wood. Yes. The one that's fully visible. We have another elf name to add to the database. We don't know which elf it is. Maybe it's one of the twins. Maybe you could go with that. It's Snood, S-N-O-O-D. Yep, yep. And right beside him, there is a, another bed with a slightly visible name, but we cannot make it out. S-U-T-H. S-U-T-H? That's what it looks like. Sooth? It's in the comic book. Yeah, it almost looks like it almost looks like sleuth. Yeah, <laughs> snood and sleuth. Those are the name of the twins. But I mean, if it's in alphabetical order, sooth would come after yeah, snood, yeah. right? Maybe so... the beds are in alphabetical order. Yeah. On the Happy Meal box, I don't know if we can count the Happy Meal box from 1985 know. as canon, but we've looked at it. After snood's bed, there's one that looks like ribble. R i b b l e. So yeah, then they're then they're looking at the the beds. And each bed has a little cuckoo clock over it too, like to wake him up. This will yeah. come. This will come back in another scene later in the montage. Which is, yeah, it does, but it doesn't make sense. You know why? I think I can say this. Okay, go ahead. This shot of the bedroom actually should be after the over the times montages that they have. This should be later in the movie. This is a mess up. The bedroom is set up for later in the movie, not for the beginning of the movie. Because at the beginning of the movie, the elves are not working three shifts. They all have their own beds because they have a regular work schedule. They don't have alarm clocks. Patch hasn't made them yet. Oh, yeah. So this is a a mess up like an oversight this should have been later on in the movie the things that come this together, has been driving me crazy for like a year now <laughs> the things that all come together when you obsess over this movie and podcast about it one minute at a time and one more thing before we move on from the beds mm -hmm. um at least one of these beds may still exist i want it i have read a report on the internet that apparently an elf bed from Santa Claus movie was on display at Planet Hollywood in Dublin, Ireland in the late 90s. I want it. The Where did it go? I don't know. The restaurant was only open for like a couple of years. I hope it's in a museum or so, something. No, it's probably buried in a warehouse yeah. someplace. Man, if anyone knows where that is, let me know. I want it. You want, you want Snood's bed? I'm going to sleep in Snood's bed. <laughs> I am tall enough, I would fit. <laughs> or I should say, I'm short enough, I would fit. Yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't find any pictures. I'm just going by the word of somebody who claims to have seen the bed on display at Planet Hollywood. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't know if it still had the alarm clock and the name attached, though. Probably not. If you have a picture, email us at santabytheminute at gmail.com. We'd love to see yes. the elf bed on display in Planet Hollywood in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we pan through all the beds. How many beds are there? There are 16 in this shot. 
Actually, 15. So but you can assume there's 16. So if there... Oh, let's do some math here. Let's have a math problem. Okay. So there are 349 elves. 47. 347. Oh, I thought it was 349. No, 347. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is the math minute, the math portion of our show. So 347 elves, and there are three shifts. So how many beds would they need? 116. So if you divide that again by 16 beds in a room, in a section, they need to have eight sections of beds. Though I think I read somewhere there's 60 6D, 6-0 beds, but maybe we just can't see them because they're on the other side or whatever. Or maybe I'm making that up in my head. Let me just double check. <laughs> now, where did they all sleep before they were doing three shifts a day and sharing the same bed? <laughs> I don't know exactly. I don't, I think that, I think what it was, was I think they took out took out beds and they made they used that room for more toy production oh that would make sense yeah as things got busier and busier yeah at the workshop. i mean it doesn't flat out say that i'm guessing that that's what they did because they did they they did mention in the book when shift work started so it's crazy to think you know you don't really think about it when you're watching the movie but when you slow things down and examine it like we're doing mm -hmm. like Man, they made all those beds. Each one of these beds, and they're like carved out of wood. Mm-hmm. You, you can start to see why this movie costs so much money. Yeah, this wasn't just two beds that they just copied over and over and over again using graphics. Yeah, know? or it's not even a painting. No, this yeah. is a physical set with physical elf beds. Mm -hmm. So anyway, up on the balcony, we see the elves again, and the closet's looking down. And Anya asks if it's warm enough for everybody. And Patch takes this opportunity to pitch an idea. Yes, about warming the place with pipes. When he says that, he starts to kind of explain it a little bit. He gets blank stares. So yeah, everybody, you know, the elves are like, yeah, we've heard, we've heard. We've heard about the pipes. But... Claus is like, really? He has this look of like, really? Pipes? You, don't, you know? You don't, yeah, don't say. Anya's like, what on earth is this crazy man talking about? Anya's looking at Patch like, <laughs> would you just stop talking? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I think Santa's, this is where uh, Claus is really starting to take a shine yeah. to, to Patch. You know, I mean, Claus is an inventor of toys inventor yeah. he eats a woodcarver yeah but he made toys for the kids uh, true he invented toys for the kids and patch like invents things to make life easier like they kind of have like a slight little kinship you know so uh patch takes the silence and the blank stares as people not knowing what pipes were pipes you know um cylinder thing is so i did a little googling <laughs> You go he went to the goog. <laughs> so the words pipe, pipe meaning a rigid tube that transports water, steam, or other fluid as used in plumbing and numerous other applications, dates back to the 10th century. So that would be the 900s? The 10th century. It's like one 
ahead, right? So in the 900s? Yeah, the 10th century was a period from 901 to 1000 in accordance to the Julian calendar in the last century of the first millennium, according to Wikipedia. So I we don't know exactly when this is taking place yet. I know I've said 16th century. That's the that's the century that's been stuck in my head because I believe that's where the montage of Santa through the years kicks off. I don't think that's where it kicks off. I think the 16th century is in the montage, but we'll get to that later. We'll we'll so, finally put this to rest, hopefully. So currently, we don't know what year this is. But I'm going to guess pipes already exist because Claw seems to know what a pipe is. Or Patch, he's just intrigued. Patch didn't invent pipes. He's he's talking about it like something that already exists, like oh those cylinder yeah. thingies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I'm going to assume pipes are something that already exists. Mm-hmm. So we must be at least past the 10th century. Okay, yeah. As for pipes first being used for heating, Patch I think might be ahead of the curve here, which I think is intentionally trying to set up like oh Patch has all these crazy ideas. He's ahead of his time. Um, this is uh, from a website, let's see, ivyengineering.com. So that's the source. I'm, I'm going to take them at face value here. <laughs> the first water heaters were developed in private homes and small businesses in the 1870s. Circulation pipes were installed between water heating units and hot water storage tanks so as to make pressurized hot water available in volume. Now, it would be clever if... I I haven't noticed this. I don't know if they actually did this. But wouldn't it have been clever, like, through that montage of the years that we'll see in the upcoming minutes? Mm -hmm. We'll have to keep an eye in the backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be funny if we saw pipes? It would be funny, yeah. I don't think they did that, but I would love to be proven wrong on this. <laughs> and then Dooley interrupts. Uh, Saying, like, there's more to see. And <laughs> our minute ends. <laughs> Claus still has the, ooh, pipe. And Anya has the, oh my Ugh. gosh. <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have to post this on the website. <laughs> like, oh, I love pipes. Tell me more. And Anya's like, Please don't. (laughs) Don't. He'll go on for hours about pipes. I'll leave you to it later. (laughs) Just let me get out of this. It's been a long day, you know. (laughs) Come on. I want to continue the tour. I've died and come back to life. I want to just go on and get out of it. I think the pipe saga actually continues a bit more next week, so you want to stay tuned. Just a little bit. Just a a smidge. A little. (laughs) A little more pipe action next week. And that's where our minute ends. This is quite the journey through this minute. Yeah. You learned about a Doctor Who spinoff you didn't know existed? I know. I just thought that it was just, you know, like a like a, a small little story arc. I didn't realize there was a whole spinoff with it. So I'm going to have to go look that up. We learned a lot about and the lost elf, Groot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we talked about pipes. Everything's great. And we did some math along the way. Fun and educational here. That's us. (laughs) Here on Santa (laughs) by the Minute. And if you want to learn more about pipes, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Santa Minute. Are you going to be posting a history of pipes on there? (laughs) 
If you just want to follow along or contact us, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Santa Minute. Or you can email us at SantaByTheMinute at gmail.com. If you want to send us some pictures of pipes. I really just want a picture of the bed. (laughs) Yeah, the Planet Hollywood. (laughs) I want the Planet Hollywood bed picture. That would be wonderful. (laughs) Anybody. (laughs) I don't care about pipes. You're the Anya. I'm the Anya. And I'm like... Mmm, pipes. I better Google this. <laughs> to hit the goog. No, I'm good. Has any? Uh, did you just coin that phrase, uh, hitting the goog, no. or is that what the kids on TikTok are saying? No, I, I, the people I, li- the podcasts I listen to call it the goog. Oh, I'm not cool enough. I've never heard <laughs> heard it called the goog. Nobody says Google anymore. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> They've shortened it. Google takes too long. We need to go to bed. It's like midnight. Let's go to bed. (laughs) And as always, come back each and every Wednesday where you can listen to a brand new episode and you can listen to each and every episode of our show. Fuck real!